The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to transform your life. Welcome to Direct Connect Empowerment with your host, Fee Mazanki. Our program will explore the concepts and ideas behind Direct Connect Coaching by introducing guests who are using or are aligned with this program and have used the ideas to transform their lives. It is our sincere hope that you can use this inspiration to do the same. Now, here is Fee Mazanki. And welcome to the show, everyone. Thanks for listening. I have my voice back, which is great. Last week, if you were listening I had a guest host because I lost my voice, and so I found it. So I'm excited to be back with you live today. And normally, we kick off each show with the boomerang effect, which states that what you put out in the world in your life is equivalent to what you get back. And we cover uh, different examples of people who are throwing out boomerangs of uh, really positive nature and how they get that back. And it's always really exciting to take a look at some of the live examples or the real life examples that we get a chance to see week after week. And it just is a great reminder to throw out your boomerang of exactly what you want, more gratitude, more love, more compassion, more peace, whatever that looks like, throw that out and watch it miraculously come back to you. Today, however, I am dedicating this show to my mother who passed away just six days ago on March 4th, and it's a really appropriate uh, topic today, which is anti-bullying that our our special guest is going to be covering, because bringing greater love and compassion to the world is what my mother was all about, and so as a result, it's a perfect tie-in to dedicate this particular show to her. Now, my mom was a gifted healer touching the lives of thousands of people over the past 50 years in her life as a doctor of nephropathy. And as a napropath, she had a healing touch with people. She also used her intuition and her faith to guide her to knowing exactly what her patients needed. And uh, it's been really overwhelming and very heartfelt to hear Many, many, many people from all across the country who have been impacted by the healing of my mom. Uh, My mother cared very deeply for people, which is, again, another great reason why um, I'm so excited to dedicate today's show to her. Um, And especially she was very, she cared very deeply for her family, for her children. She always accepted people for who they are, and she always made people feel better just by being herself. And I'm the youngest of seven children, and her life was an example to me of persistence, strength, faith, love, and devotion. And I'm really going to miss my mom, but I know that she is right by my side, gently giving her loving guidance to me. We spoke at length about that before her passing. So I know that she's here with me today. So I love you, mom. And I dedicate today's show to you. And now on to a very important topic today. We are discussing anti-bullying with our special guest, Anita Tella. And welcome to the show, Anita. We're really excited to have you on air today. Well, thank you so much. And what an honor to have the show dedicated Yes, yes. Yeah, thank you. It's really, it's a perfect segue for her because she was really all about love, compassion, and acceptance, which is, I know, a really important part of your message for children. So let me just give our listeners a thumbnail sketch about your passions, Anita, and, uh, and let them know a little bit about you. Anita has a mission 
She is here to teach acceptance and love to children ages four through nine so that they will grow up to be amazing, supportive, and loving teenagers, immune to peer pressure and to bullying. Anita also has a story to tell, and it's an important story, one that touches everyone everywhere from every culture, but it is especially important for children. Her story is being different is normal. We are all different in different ways. Her recent book, The Ultimate Anti-Bullying Solutions Guide, The Surefire Way to Stop Bullying Now, crystallizes her mission and her story into a handbook for people who want to be a part of the solution. Anita firmly holds on to the belief that children best gain inspiration and encouragement through reading, particularly if the material is read by the children or being read to the kids is fun, entertaining, educational, and based on real life experiences and issues, vastly impacting and aiding their personal growth. Now, Anita grew up in Norway, where storytelling is a part of her culture. Interesting, I I had a dear friend who passed away a few years back, and he was from Norway, and he was very proud Norwegian, and he was a great storyteller too, Anita, I I have to say that. And uh, drawing on that heritage, Anita started writing books for children with engaging stories containing messages, messages of love and acceptance. She personally goes to classrooms, reading her books aloud and connecting with children, parents and educators, listening to their stories and teaching them self-acceptance and acceptance for others. And I really, truly believe this is such a vital topic in our society today, Anita, and thus the reason why I wanted to um, have you on the show today. So I know you've got a very diverse and interesting background that led you to this point in your life to bringing this uh, passionate anti-bullying message to the world. Can you please tell our listeners how this concept for you came to fruition? Yes, absolutely. Um, First of all, uh, my background when I was young, uh, back in Norway, around you know, 10, 12 years old, I, um, I started having pen pals in those days um, all over the world. So by the time I was in, uh, in college, uh, high school or college, um, I had about 90 pen pals. And so as I was growing up, um, I was learning about many different cultures and being very comfortable with it doesn't matter where you're from or what color skin you have, you know, we're all um, human beings and we're all the same and we're a little different but still perfect. So that was kind of like my basis of kind of who I am as far as that's concerned. Then what happened is I um, came to the United States. I, um, I started up a, a business in the United States and I was corporate. I had about um, 110 employees and 10 stores and I was you know, working corporate. I sold my business and then um, as I sold my business, I decided to adopt a little, um, a little boy um, from Ukraine. And so I went to Ukraine, and uh, this little boy had a cleft palate and a cleft lip. So when he automatically, you know, it's a little different. And so came back to the States. He had his surgeries in the States, and, and you know, he had the scars, and he, um, and he also had a little challenge when he was speaking. So um, he started getting bullied, uh, you know, when he was uh, younger, and not in middle school, but, but younger, at a young age. And so, because he was different, and he was being made fun of, and uh, the way he spoke, and stuff like that. So I said to myself, as a mom, what can I do to help my, my son? And so then I decided to start writing children's books. And so I wrote a book named A Little Different, All Perfect. And that book is for children, kindergarten to third, fourth grade. And so what happened with that is that it won the San Francisco Book Festival. And when that happened, it was like a snowball effect. And so I started writing other books, and I decided to, you know, to go to schools. I started going to schools and, and um, talking to children, uh, explaining to children, you know, uh, the words that we should use and words we shouldn't use, uh, teaching the message of acceptance, anti-bullying messages. And so I started, you know, kind of like that, as Time went by, and I was doing this, and I started speaking at different events and stuff. What happened is that parents were asking me, well, you know, your son uh, seems so confident, and um, 
why why is he like that? <laughs> and uh, you know, can you help us? And do you have any suggestions? So that's where the idea of the ultimate anti-bullying solutions guide really came to be was from uh, from parents and from uh, friends, kind of encouraging me to um, put my passion, you know, down on paper and come with solutions because there was so much talk about about you know about bullying. But there wasn't a lot of, well, what can we, you know, solutions to it. And so I wanted to stay in the positive and, you know, and, and help children and parents to deal with this, uh, this issue and having solutions for it. Well, what a great, um, what a great stepping stone that your life has um, demonstrated and been as far as, acceptance of all from when you were a child with all of these pen pals and having 90 of them from around the world. I mean, you literally were uh, demonstrating acceptance throughout your life. And the way I look at it from a coaching perspective, which I genuinely get excited about and I really love is that you, um, you're, you were led to this path and you know, it, there's never an accident as far as, you, you know, your heritage and being uh, growing up in Norway and, and, and having this art of storytelling as part of your culture and, and who you are and these pen pals and, and really understanding that we are all perfect no matter what. Um, that's such a beautiful, uh, it's just such a beautiful way of living and leading into this passion. Thank you. Yeah. Now let's talk about um, the four most common forms of bullying and what they are so that our listeners can understand how to identify when bullying is happening to other children. And I think this is a really important message for educators as well. So uh, let's step through what they are and what it looks like, and, and, and maybe give some examples of that, Anita, okay? Okay, sure. Uh, well, we have um, four, like you said, four most common um, types of bullying. Uh, the first one is verbal, and that is, uh, you know, constantly um, saying, using mean words, saying mean things, and, and, uh, and just constantly verbally uh, being, you know, bullying someone. So that's, that's verbal. That, that's, one, that's one. And then we have physical, which is, um, you know, like, like it sounds as physical, it's, you know, like being, hurting someone, intentionally hurting someone, um, actually destroying their, um, you know, their backpack, throwing them into the wall, you know, whatever that, that they're doing is physical bullying. And then we have social bullying, which is mostly, you know, between girls. And this is really, really hard uh, if, because this is when they turn their back. You are not good enough to be in my group. You, I am not, you know, talking to you, um, and you don't belong with us. You are not, you know, worthy to be with us. And it's extremely hard on on the children. And then the fourth one that is, you know, it's, it's pretty new is cyberbullying. And cyberbullying is, you know, it's extremely dangerous because you have cyberbullying. You have this little box sitting inside your safe home and you might not even know that y- your child might be on there and being bullied. You, you don't know. And then you have, you know, the cell phones, the, the iPads, everything. And people have Instagrams, um, you know, that they can send little messages, you know, they can send, um, things to you, they can send you messages that you don't even know where they're coming from and you're being bullied. So that's cyberbullying, which is really, um, you know, awfully. You know, I, this concept of cyberbullying, which you said is really dangerous, it's interesting to me because my son, who is now a junior in college, he's almost 21, back when he was in eighth grade, um, he actually had someone physically bully him. Uh, actually, four boys in the eighth grade um, physically bullied him, and they videotaped it because this was right when cell phones were starting to get very popular and videotaping became common, and they videotaped it, and the the intention or plan for them was um, definitely to put this out on social media to embarrass him. However, my husband and I found out about it and we diverted that. So again, I, I, I have a lot of um, passion and I share this passion with you, Anita, because 
I witnessed it. Um, and we, you know, we as parents, my husband and I did step in and we shut it down immediately, which uh, I felt really good about because we addressed it with these children who were doing it right away. I mean, we didn't let time go by at all. But it is definitely an issue that we need to open up dialogue about, we need to discuss, and we need to talk about solutions, definitely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I know you talk about um, gender stereotyping and why it is so accepted, and what, uh, what can you as a parent do to encourage your children to follow their dream and passion, no, mo- no matter what gender normally has um, regarding that that job or that that situation yeah it's um uh, you know gender um stereotyping is so it's so deeply rooted in you know in society um and it's almost like i don't know if you if you watch the commercial um that was playing during the super bowl there was a commercial about uh, you know for little girls and the objective was to ask these little these girls and they had them you know from like 8 years old to about you know 15 16 you know and they told them to run like a girl and it was very interesting because then when they asked the older girls, the 15-year-old girls, you know, to run, they started running kind of silly, um, like they were throwing their hair back and they were acting out almost like this is what they expect me to do, so I'm going to run like that. And then you came down to the little 8-year-old and, you know, 7, 8-year-olds, and they asked them to run like a girl, and they run like a They just ran. And, uh, and it was really interesting how the little girls that was not really um, familiar with or understood uh, you know that they were they thought they were supposed to throw their hair back and act silly that they didn't do that they did exactly what they were told to do and that's what they they believed who they were and it, it was such an important uh, commercial because it it made you wake up to you know to stereotyping and to realize that what we see and what we hear in 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 media um you know we noticed that um, many more uh, in sports for instance 92% of what's shown on TV is sports dedicated to what's considered men's sports and then only uh, you know 5% is a uh, sports with women in it and then you know 3% is you know kind of unisex so it's it's kind of there but what we can do as parents is that we really encourage our our children to follow their passion whatever that is if um you know if your son wants to you know to do something that uh that he feels really passionate about, support him. If your daughter wants to do something that she feels really passionate about, maybe something that is not particularly, you know, a norm for a girl to do, allow her to be herself, allow her to follow her passion, allow her to be who she is, who she's meant to be. Don't try to to take this perfect, uh, you know, so to speak, this perfect dough and twist it into something that you want. Let her passion and her inner self come out and be who she wants to be and just support her in her interest and be there for her and tell her, you know, you can do it. Whatever you set your goal to, you can do. I believe in you. Because at a really young age, when they're starting, what they need more than anything is they need the approval of their parents. And, you know, from, from really small to about eight, nine years old, you know, especially with boys, they're very attracted to, to mom, want to be with mom and, and, and kind of, you know, make sure mom really loves them and kind of clingy a little bit to mom. And then as they get a little older, you know, 9, 10, 11, then they, they know and they feel safe in their mom's love. So now they kind of move on a little bit and I want to, you know, with, with dad and, and, you know, and really impress dad and, and do what dad and, you know, wants to do. And then suddenly they want to do what mom and dad wants you to do and to really, you know, to, so, so you as a parent at that time, just be there for them and, and encourage them to follow their dreams. I agree wholeheartedly. And on that note, we've got to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Anita Tella. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world. And that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. 
Do you want to directly impact your business results, improve the quality of your life, learn to empower yourself, or move through roadblocks to create more success for yourself? If so, directly connect with Fee Mazanke at Direct Connect Coaching. Fee is an expert in the field of coaching with over 14 years of experience. Go to www.directconnectcoaching.com to learn more about Fee's empowering programs. Fee works with individuals and delivers keynote messages that are inspiring and uplifting. Experience what Fee has to offer at directconnectcoaching.com. Social media is important to your business, but you might not know how to do it right. Doing social media yourself can be a challenge. I have discovered a company that gets it done for you. They post seven times a week to Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Google+, and they can monitor reviews on over 45 sites at a price any business can afford. Get more information at GetSocialWithFee.com and get your free analysis to determine your company's social media effectiveness. Visit GetSocialWithFee, that's F-I, dot com, and find out more today. Because doing it wrong is worse than not doing it at all. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Direct Connect Empowerment. To reach Fee Zanke or her guest on the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to Direct Connect Empowerment. And we're back with Anita Tella and the Anti-Bullying Solutions Guide. And Anita, we are. I, I want to talk a little bit about handling bullies. And you have devised seven ways to help your child handle bullies. Can you please share that with our, our audience? I would be happy to. The first, first thing, uh, you know, for, for you as a parent is to teach your child self-respect and, self-respect and self-esteem. And self-respect, you know, like... Lo- we just... I'm sorry, Anita, we're, we lost you again. So teach, teach your child self-respect... Self-respect and, and self-esteem. self-esteem. And okay. also teach your child self-worth and kind of know who they are. And also help your child to set standards for how others will treat them. And you do that by teaching them self-respect and self-esteem. The other thing you need to teach them, number two, is to be assertive and to be able to express uh, their own ideas and be able to do that without being aggressive. But to teach them to, to, to say, you know, no, and I'm not going to do that right now, and teach them to be assertive without using aggressive behavior, being angry and attack and stuff like that. So teach them assertive skills. And also, number three is you need to set, uh, have your child to set boundaries and be able to have physical boundaries that, you know, this is my space and I am not going to, you know, have anything have anyone come in to, to my space, this is my space, and I'm going to respect that you have your space and you need to respect that I have my space. And also emo- emotional uh, boundaries, such as it's not okay to say hurtful things or be mean. And the number four is to role play with your children. Very important to role play with them. Mm-hmm. Say your child is coming home from school, you notice that they are not their their happy little self, and you're asking them what took place, and, and after a while they, they tell you. Then suggest, well, why don't we role play this? And so, so mommy will pretend to be the, um, the bully, tell me what the bully told you, and then I'll help you how to deal with it. When a child, you know, opens up to you and teach and tell you what, um, what happened at school, make sure that you allow this child to use their own personality and use their own way of being to, when they do the role playing, don't tell them, do it exactly this way and put your personality into that because they are not going to use that when they get back to school. If you encourage them and with love and kindness, teach them how to be able to 
to stand up to the bully without getting all upset and stuff and, and cry because if you do, if they do that, that is just more fuel to the bully. So help them and role play with them and make them feel comfortable in asserting themselves and standing up to a bully. Uh, number five is to teach children to communicating and uh, to, in telling the truth. And when they're younger, they, um, it's very normal that they are going to, you know, tell little, you know, they, we consider them little exaggerations of, you know, they're talking about the unicorn and, and things that are going on, you know, in their life. When they get older, they might uh, exaggerate things to kind of feel uh, accepted and, and they mm, tell a little lie or something like that. But uh, when you tell them, um, make them feel safe with telling the truth, and never call them a liar. Always make sure that you talk about the behavior, not the character. So you know, tell them how to, to tell the truth, and then they feel comfortable with it, and they will feel more and more comfortable with, you know, with telling you know, a lot of, of things to you and to the parent because they feel safe in being able to do it. Uh, and the sixth thing is cyberbullying, cyberspace, and make sure you have guidelines for your children. Make sure you, as a parent, know their password, that you can go in and check. You can go in and check on who sent the messages, see what's going on, make sure that you have guidelines for that. And also, one of the things that a lot of people do not do is to go in and Google their child's name, or even your own, but Google it and see what comes up. Do it in images and do it on the website so that you can see. Just Google your name, and you will be surprised what will show up. At that, doing that with your child, you can see if maybe some things have been spread about your child. There is some, some pictures or there's things like that out there so that you can, can deal with that. So that's number six. And number seven can be very hard to do, but that is to show forgiveness and empathy even to the bully and to teach your child to show forgiveness. And when I say forgiveness is that it, what they did is not okay. You don't, want to, uh, they, you don't want your child to misunderstand what you're saying. But forgiveness is not to say that it was okay that they did it. Forgiveness is for you to let it go so that it doesn't affect you. Because what they're doing, they are going to forget about. But if you carry it inside, it's statistically shown that when you're being bullied and the, the hurt that we carry inside will go on for 50 years. You will, I will always be there with you. So help your child to understand forgiveness and also empathy, you know, and to understand not to know how that other person feels, the bully, how they feel, but to say, it is their thing. This is nothing to do with me. This is their thing. And that is really important to teach your, your child that. It can be very hard to do, but it will be very beneficial in the future. And I can say as a coach, Anita, one of the things that I have seen in my practice over the past 15 years is that I have actually done work where, where we release some of the old bullying habits or behaviors of people that, you know, that they may be carrying. So I've witnessed it with many of my clients over the years, and I've actually been able to go in and bring forth the degree of forgiveness. So I can tell you from a coaching perspective that that's a really important step in this process is getting your child to the point of forgiveness. I I really truly believe in that. Yeah, I, um, I feel so too, definitely. Now, you talk in your book about the bully shield. Um, t- explain to our listeners what the bully shield is and how you can help your, your child find their ultimate bully shield. Well, it's, it's really interesting. Bully shield is something that, that I came up with with, uh, with my son. And what happened is that um, a, little, a little, you know, kind of exercise that I did with my, my boy is I took these little Legos that he had, these little characters, and I put them on top of the table. And I said to him, I said, roll the ball, honey, and let's see what happens to your little characters. So he rolled, you know, he rolled the ball, and the characters fell down. And so I said, oh, they fell down, they got hurt, huh? And he goes, he goes, yeah. Well, then I took them, and I put them in a clear glass, and I said, roll the ball. So he rolled the ball, and of course, because they were behind a shield, um, they did not get hurt. 
So I said, that's kind of a shield that we, as, uh, as humans, we can have them around us, and it can be like a bully shield. So that means that when someone throws their words at you, and they are angry at you, and they are bullying you, you don't let it get through, because the bully shield, it just bounces back. And I said, you have to know that you are very special. You are wonderful just the way you are. And what they think and how they say things, don't let it get to you. And so then what we started to do is we started a silly little game that's called What I Like About You. And so we had half an hour to drive to his school. And so I would say, I like about you. I love the way you smile. And he would say, Mommy, I love your hair. And we would do this, uh, you know, kind of, positive reinforcement of who we are as as individuals. And by the time he got to school, he had this shield, this bully shield around him of love and understanding and kindness and so because he knew who he was and that he was very special and he's quite young at this age. And so so it was just a part of him him growing up and understanding how special he was. So that is something that is when you have younger kids that is really important that you can start and help them and let them understand how unique and special they are. And uh, parents, if they do that, they have an amazing, uh, it's fun. It's super fun to do with your child. And you will see your child just growing and just go, wow, I am really special. So that's what I you know, came up with, called a bully shield that you're referring to. That's a wonderful concept. I, I did something really similar to my with my children when they were younger um and we we used to put it on kind of like their um protective armor bully shield um but i used to have them press their belly buttons and uh-huh. before they went out and that was a, kind of their signal or way to be able to encase themselves and and protect themselves it's also a really empowering way to teach your children that rather than you stepping in for them, you know, to resolve conflict in their lives, that they can start at an early age, they can start to do that for themselves. So I think there's a lot of really positive messages about taking that step with your kids so that they understand that they can do this for themselves. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I did it with Brandon, my son, and it really, it really does work. He's now going to be 13 next, uh, next week. And, um, and this has really helped him a lot. And he actually, he uses it himself. He, now he teaches others. And he said, I know who I am. That's their thing. And he puts his hand up kind of like, you know, policemen stopping cars. And he said, that's their thing. I'm not going to take that on. And it's really, uh, and this is something that you, as parents that are listening today, that have younger children, started. It really works. It really does, and I, I, I adhere to that as well. And and a happy, and happy early birthday to Brandon. Now, as a parent, how does your under, how does understanding the importance of your own self image reflect on how your child sees him or herself? Well, um, as parents, one thing that we we really have to um, understand and believe and really know that is 100% the truth is that we are the mirror to our children. Our children will look to us. Our children see us when we're sitting watching TV, and then uh, whatever we choose to say about someone on TV, uh, however we choose to walk down the street and someone comes towards us, and maybe this person is walking with someone that is um, handicapped, uh, they're, they're looking a little different than us, our children observe how we as adults, how we act in different situations. They will carbon copy that. You cannot tell your child that, oh, this is what you're supposed to do, and then you turn around and you do something completely different. That's sending confused messages, but more than anything, they are going to follow how we act. So it's really important as parents to understand, you know, who we are and what message we are sending to our child because our child wants to be loved and they want to be understood and they want to please us. And if what they are doing, if they feel that what they are doing is pleasing us and they are doing something because they're carbon copying us, we have to be very much aware of that as a parent, the power that we have over our children and uh, how they look at us. I definitely adhere to that as well. And as I mentioned at the top of the show about my own experience with my own mother really demonstrating 
love and compassion to and acceptance to everyone. And she really, really did that. And that's one thing as I reflect upon the many lessons that my mom taught me by demonstration, not by speaking, but just merely by being who she was. And, um, and, and that's what I take from that and certainly want to pass that along to my own children as well. So it is really an important, um, an important consideration as a parent and also as uh, a school either administrator or teacher that we do demonstrate uh, exactly what it is that we want. That's kind of my concept of the boomerang effect and how important the boomerang effect is. Absolutely, yes. Yes, I, I would agree with that. Um, we've got just a couple minutes before our next break. So what would you say, Anita, are the steps to take when there's no other way than getting the authorities involved? Well, it's it's really honestly so sad, but uh, at times you get to a, to a point where, you know, you have n- no other ways. And um, the first thing you would want to you do, in the back of my book, by the way, just so that everybody knows, and also if they go to anitateller.com, they can download it for free, is kind of uh, letters that are pre-written to, uh, for you to send to uh, everyone from the principal of the school to the uh, school board and, and so on and so forth. So I just want to make sure that there is some tools there that you can, you can use. But anyway, what you would do is you, you contact the school, of course, first. You have the meeting. Uh, you talk. Nothing else is, uh, you know, nothing happens. Um, things are just going. As soon as your child is, is starting to have, have bruises or, uh, and, and, you know, is really hurting a lot, you don't have any other choice than to, um, to go to the authority, to contact the police, maybe having a restraining order order put up. But what I would like to say is that people really need to know and understand about that is that when you make that choice to do that, even bullies, when the other kids feel like or the bystanders feel that uh, someone is being picked on, they kind of look at that or did they do the right thing? And there is a possibility that this child already have a juvenile record, but when you file that report, they definitely will. So you need to take these things into consideration and really think it through uh, seriously before you do it. But should it be that, then contact the police, meet with the police, explain the situation. The police has wonderful people that will work with you, that will listen to you and help you and guide you and could even tell you, well, maybe, you know, if you, we can do this, or maybe we can do this other step, but do contact the, the local police and tell them about the situation if this is really going way too far. Yes, and on that note, we are going to take another quick break. We'll be right back with Anita Tella and the Ultimate Anti-Bullying Solutions Guide. up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Social media is important to your business, but you might not know how to do it right. Doing social media yourself can be a challenge. I have discovered a company that gets it done for you. They post seven times a week to Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Google+. And they can monitor reviews on over 45 sites at a price any business can afford. Get more information at GetSocialWithFee.com and get your free analysis to determine your company's social media effectiveness. Visit GetSocialWithFee, that's F-I, dot com, and find out more today. Because doing it wrong is worse than not doing it at all. Do you want to directly impact your business results, improve the quality of your life, learn to empower yourself, or move through roadblocks to create more success for yourself? If so, directly connect with Fee Mazanki at Direct Connect Coaching. Fee is an expert in the field of coaching with over 14 years of experience. Go to www.directconnectcoaching.com to learn more about Fee's empowering programs. He works with individuals and delivers keynote messages that are inspiring and uplifting. Experience what Fee has to offer at directconnectcoaching.com. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
are tuned in to Direct Connect Empowerment. To reach Fima Zanke or her guest on the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to Direct Connect Empowerment. And we're back talking about the Anti-Bullying Solutions Guide with Anita Tella and Anita, um, how does your upbringing in Norway play a role in you getting your message out and about this anti-bullying uh, campaign in the United States? T- talk to us a little bit about the connection between, obviously we know about um, you know, the, the importance of storytelling in Norway and that upbringing, but how you bridge that here in the United States. Um, and we'll be happy to. One of the things that I wanted to share with you is that uh, both my parents, both my mom and dad, um, when they were, uh, my mom was uh, 10, and my, I'm sorry, my mom was 5 and my dad was 10 years old, they were children from under the Second World War, so they were both in holding camps in uh, back in Norway. So that kind of set... Uh, who they were and so when they were growing up and their life and how they when they became a couple and had children and stuff like that they always made sure that we understood how fantastic it was to have a free have our freedom to have a good life and to be kind to each other and always make sure that we accepted you know everyone for who they are so that kind of set the the background you know for with me or my family the other thing is that when I was growing up uh, in Norway, uh, Norway had a female uh, prime minister, and um, she was, uh, so to me, you know, when you were talking about, you know, gender stereotyping, it didn't really make much sense to me, you know, that it was only men that was going to be, you know, like the prime minister or whatever, because I grew up, uh, you know, uh, with a, a, a female prime minister. So I had that. When I came to the United States and I started, you know, uh, doing work and having my career, um, my background is really solid in me and who I am and how, and, and growing up and having really supportive parents. So it didn't to me to see a lot of, um, you know, this uh, racism and, and stuff like that going on. And so what happened is that I just continued to, to believe in who I was, starting to really find my passion and looking at what can I do. I feel there is something with being able to have all these pen pals that I had back in Norway when I was 12 years old. There is a, there is a gift with that, and, um, and I'm using that to become someone that I can send my message of love and acceptance out there. And what I found was that uh, in the United States, people are really... They're wonderfully kind people. Um, I feel so blessed to be in this country. They are really amazing people. And they just accepted. We talked. We had uh, great conversations about all kinds of things. And, and they helped me and supported me and wanting me to do this. So um, it, it's just been a fantastic journey to be able to, you know, to help and to help parents, help children, and go the way of my passion and having all of my friends, the American friends and also Norwegian family, being so supportive of me. It's all been a, a great journey. Well, it sounds like what a wonderful journey and, how, you know, what a, what a terrific way to be raised in Norway with these parents who were loving and accepting of you and um, also to have that leader, as an example, the female prime minister when you were growing up. And I know part of it is, um, you know, teaching children to love and accept themselves. How can we do that as parents? Well, one of the things that I, uh, I do when I go to the schools is I always tell them, and it's kind of funny in California because we don't have snow, some places, and I always ask the children, snowflakes and how they're all different and yeah they do and I said well that's you you are that snowflake you are absolutely beautiful and you're absolutely perfect just the way you are you are supposed to be just the way you are you're supposed to have that red hair color you're supposed to have that little you know nose you are supposed to be just the way you are and you're perfect just the way you are 
And so when we start teaching our children <coughs> that they are perfect just the way they are and not trying to push on them to fit into this, this piece of, a, you know, a square box, you know, and this is who you're supposed to be, you're supposed to do things this way, but allow them to learn about themselves and learn who they are and allow them to, to love themselves and that it's okay to love themselves because when they love themselves, they can give so much more love to other kids and other people. And they, when they have that and you teach that to your children, you will see such positive results. Positive parenting and picking out the things they're doing that's wonderful and doing positive parenting will really make results in a way where you have children that believes in themselves and also have much more love to give out there to everyone else because they feel safe and they feel good about who they are. And you can do that as a parent, and it isn't that hard to sit down with them, make sure they, you sit next to them, they sit there and they talk about their day, whatever, but they feel the warmth of, your, of you sitting there you, or you have them on your lap, whatever, and you just spend some time on explaining to them how amazing they are and how blessed you are to have them in your life. And I think that you do that, you will really see a difference in your child. Yeah, and I know in my own raising of my children, one, there's two two things that I um, really adhere to with them in terms of uh, helping them to find themselves and, and find who they are. One is to uh, allow their choices, you know, giving them choices and allowing them the confidence and the ability to make choices for themselves. And the second thing, which I mentioned on the air back last month during right before Valentine's Day is we did a traditional I love you because dinner uh, since my daughter was two. She's now 17. And we talk about what it is that we love about one another during Valentine's. It's our little tradition. And we, and then we end up talking about or, or speaking out what it is that we love about ourselves. And so mm-hmm. it, it owns the ability to for our children and for us as parents, my husband and I as parents, to really speak those words out loud, to really own love. Because if you cultivate love in the in in children, children are made of love. So if you cultivate love, it's just going to grow and develop and that's what they're going to show up with in society. So it's a really wonderful thing and a beautiful thing. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> What is it that we can do to get this message into the hands of school officials? Well, one of the things that as parents, I know that sometimes we get home and we're really, we're tired, we have a hard day. But one of the things that if we just get involved, we make sure that we, um, you know, go to teacher conferences and we do these things. We follow up. We check on, you know, nowadays most uh, schools have their board so you can go in and you can see what's going on and you can, um, you can work with that and uh, help teachers understand things that are going on. Maybe an article that you found, uh, something, hey, did you think about this? Education, uh, Nelson Mandela said, you know, education is the biggest weapon that we have, and it really is. The more we can educate people and educate our children (laughs) in love and kindness and teach them acceptance, the better world we are going to have. So by by being involved and also bringing things to teachers' uh, attention and uh, and tell them about things. I was just talking to a, a lady that had a son who had autism, and uh, he was being bullied at school. And uh, you know, so then you start teaching about that disease and teach things, and just bring it to the teachers and the school's attention, and get the word out there about what's you know what's happening, and uh, don't be so private. Make sure you speak up. Yeah, certainly share that message. Share your truth because that truth really does resonate with people and it helps other people to do the same. Um, tell our listeners, Anita, what it is that what is your ultimate vision with this message? 
My ultimate vision is, uh, you know, and I, I, I have said it many times, even if I'm starting a grassroots movement um, where, like my book, the, um, you know, a little different, all perfect, I have a program where if someone contacts me at anitatella.com, send me an email, um, I will give anyone that is willing to go into schools and read to children and talk about, you know, um, anti-bullying message, I'll give them the book for free. Of course, there's kind of guidelines what you, you know, what you do and contacting school and all this. But I am so passionate about this that I'm willing to give my book to um, to anyone that's willing to do this for free so they can start helping, going out there and getting the message out there. When you think about there was a uh, research that was done in Great Britain by King's College. They started in 1958. They did 7,000 children, over 7,000 children that had been bullied, and they put them... Uh, you know, and did research with them. And 50 years later, they talked to these people. So when they were 50 years old, actually, and these people uh, had depression, anxiety, physical health was bad. In general, they reported a lower quality of life because of bullying. This is serious. This is not a joke. This is not something that we're just going to go through and, you know, the kids just have to learn to be tough. No, it has an effect for a long time. So let's do something about it. And I am just so passionate about it. I want to do whatever I can to get my message out there and to help children to have good lives and go to school and be happy they're at school and not dread going to school. 160,000 children does not go to school every single day because of bullying. We got to stop this. We have to get involved. Wow, that's, those are some uh, eye-opening statistics, that's for sure. Um, I know you've got some really exciting events coming up on the horizon, and uh, also you've got a, a free program to uh, talk to our listeners about, too. So can you fill us in on that before we wrap today? No, oh, absolutely. Um, if you go to anitatella.com, um, there, is a, there is a free download there that you can just opt in to get, and uh, you can get that on anitatella.com. And then I'm doing some events. I'm really excited. This weekend I'm going to be in Tucson uh, at the Tucson Book Festival. There is about 140,000 people that goes to this event, and I'm super excited about it. I'm going to be there in booth 401. So if someone wants to come over, would love to talk to you and share my message. I'll be selling uh, all four of my books there, and I'm super excited. And um, But everything is at anitatella.com. You can uh, read about me and know what I'm about. I would love to hear from you, and I really appreciate having been on the show. This is so awesome. Thank you so much for inviting me on. And uh, I just hope that we can all, you know, really rally around this and do something to stop bullying and make a difference in the world. Well, I, I, your, your passion just definitely comes through loud and clear, Anita. And I want to mention that Tella is T-E-L-L-E.com. And so I want to be really clear with our listeners about exactly how they can reach you. And I do want to encourage, there's a lot of parent volunteers that go into the schools on a regular basis and um, and it, it's so beneficial to be able to pick up a book and read to the children. So go ahead and get out there and do that. <coughs> I'm going to wrap today. Thank you, Anita. Thank you, Sen. Uh I really appreciate being on your show. And I believe that, you know, helping me get the message out there, we're going to see some changes. Wonderful. As always, we honor our troops for their service. Thank you to our listeners for your loyalty and listening and in sharing our empowering message. Tune in next week for an encore presentation of Creating Lasting Love with Katie and Gay Hendricks. I wish you all a very inspired week. Thank you again for joining us this week on Direct Connect Empowerment. Fima Zanke will be back with another guest next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you then.